A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken, by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, but we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of God. In a world of varied options, we are the generation with a singular sight. We have locked eyes with Christ. The author and finisher of our faith men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes. A new generation fiercely committed to the word of God has emerged. A generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the Lamb, therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Isaka dimension is here, we know what Kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for, to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here. And are willing to be misunderstood for our faith, rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing. We are committed. No turning back. From the north, south, east and west, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender, and no status has emerged. The Ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community. We continued our discussions on the three economies at war. In our last discussion, 
we focused on who was carried away, what was carried away from what is Jerusalem, which is a picture to us of the kingdom economy that God gave us. But yet, everything that was taken out was taken to the Babylonian system, which today is what we call the economy of the world. Now, our focus today is on the treasures that were carried away, because we want to understand, even though we said a lot of things were carried away, treasure was very crucial in what was carried away. Nebuchadnezzar was systematic in carrying treasure away. But we want to specifically look at the treasures that we say that were carried away in broken pieces. Now, in 2 Kings 24, 13, it says, And he carried out from there all the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. And he cut in pieces all the articles of gold, which Solomon, king of Israel, had made in the temple of the Lord, as the Lord had said. Now, the book of Daniel gives us a little more insight on where we want to focus today. In Daniel chapter 1, verse 2, referring to the same situation, it says, And the Lord God gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shina, to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. So today, we want to look at which is this very important treasure that was taken from the kingdom economy, broken into pieces, and placed in the Babylonian economy. That's a powerful scripture which is giving us keys to understanding what was taken away from the house of God to the house of his God. Now, before we go on, Nebuchadnezzar took treasures, took the articles of gold from the house of God, and he took them to the house of his God. Now, we are seeing two houses here. Yes. Now, we know God is not about buildings. Mm -hmm. So we are not talking about he took it from the church mm -hmm. and he took it to his church. Yes. He did not take it from his where he worships mm -hmm. to another building. Yes. So in our time today, when yeah. we talk about the house of God and the house of his God, yes. what are we talking about? I think it's important to begin there because it will give us clarity yes. on how all we are going to discuss applies to us. The Bible tells us clearly, did you not know, meaning you should know, that yes. we are the temple of God. We are the house of God. We are the house made of lively bricks. The Bible says in the New Testament, we are the different stones that mm -hmm. make that house. Yeah. So that house of God is people. So if you take treasure from the house of your God, house of God, to the house of your God, it means this treasure is not the tangible treasure you think, as we've said before. It is articles. And I like the term articles, articles yes. used. Because that gives us a wide space. Mm -hmm. It talks about articles, could be principles, could be documents, could be key issues, could be insights that were taken from one place to another. But remember in the last conversation we said they were taken in pieces. pieces. So it's important for us to start there to understand that whatever we're talking about has got to do with what is inside of people. In fact, Paul nicely says that we are earthen vessels mm. that carry treasure. So we are talking about a people. So yes. here when we talk about us now, yes. in our time, in the days of Nebuchadnezzar, yes. he took articles yes. that Solomon had made. Exactly. He broke them into pieces. Mm -hmm. Now in our time, because these things were written for us, yes. we are supposed to see those articles and ask ourselves, what is it that has been taken away yes. and from where? Mm -hmm. So in us, we are simply saying there were things that were taken from the house of God, yes. a people, mm -hmm. and they were taken to the house of his God, exactly. a people. Yes. 
All right. So you can say that today's conversation is like a pause moment. Yes. We are digging a little deep. Instead of just saying treasure, treasure, treasure and moving on to the next part of the conversation, yes. we're saying let's pause, let's pick a treasure. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on it. Let's see how it plays out and this will bring more clarity into where we are going. So we're going to pick a particular treasure. Okay. A specific treasure. And I think we've, we've discussed this before. That yes. This is one of the most, if not the most powerful treasure that was stolen from the kingdom economy. And as we will see, unfortunately, even those of the kingdom, meaning those who are carried away yes. that are within Babylon but are still of the kingdom, sometimes try to apply this treasure in the broken form mm. and they get mixed, if not disastrous results. And you said something. Yes. If these things were broken into pieces, if I yes. take uh, I'm looking for something to take, eh? <laughs> I have many things here. Yes. Let me take my phone. Yes. If I break it into pieces, yes. All right. I break it into small pieces. Yes. If I give you one piece, yes. You have no picture of how it looks like. Exactly. So if you take an article from the house of God, break yes. it into pieces, then yes. I receive a piece. Yes. I will think that's the original. Exactly. If I see it and think, wait a minute, I think this thing is broken. Yes. I will try to fill the broken part yes. with my own understanding of what should have been there. Uh -huh. Because I don't have the other pieces. Now, let's say something here about broken pieces. Okay. The term here, broken pieces, is not destroyed. Mm -hmm. Notice, he took the broken pieces and put them in the house of his God, meaning they had value. Which means breaking of pieces here means taking it apart, not destroying it. Mm. Okay, taking this could be like what we call in today's technical language yes. reverse engineering, mm -hmm. where I take each piece, each piece is valuable, okay, but I apply each piece in a different format mm. to the way it was. Like you said with your phone, you if you're breaking the pieces would mean dismantling, not destroying, not destroying. Like actually, that's the word because we are simply saying yes. that whoever received it, yes, did not receive useless exactly. articles. Exactly. He only received articles in pieces. Yes. Why? There's something you said in the last conversation. Yeah. If you move the whole article from the house of God into the house of the enemy, yes. you're simply bringing the kingdom there. That's it. So the enemy says, listen, I'm not looking for the kingdom. I'm not trying to make my place yes. the kingdom of God. That's it. So what do I do? Let me take pieces here. Let me dismantle. And let me just give you a piece of it so yes. that you will never become the kingdom of God. Perfect. From this point now, yes. I will be the one telling you what is the missing piece. And the piece exactly. I give you, I cannot tell you how to use it. Now, this is the power of Babylon. If you've been tracking yes. with us from the first conversation on origins of Babylon. That what do you do? You take one part of the treasure and you add two parts of your own. So the person finding it is finding a complete thing. Yes. But he doesn't understand that some of the parts here are illegal. Mm. Mm. Some of the parts here are in the wrong place. And that's why we say it, that when people talk, they wonder. When we say the power of confession, yes. somebody wonders, but I do that. I'm not born again. If anything, I'm not even a Christian. But I, but I know that I should confess. Exactly. But like, listen, you have a broken it's piece. And you the have part, a broken piece. Yeah. And the part that you have yeah. works. Mm. Please explain that. Let's go back to that. Okay. Listen, if I take the motor of an aircraft okay. and put it in another tool, tractor, car, anything, the truth is that part will work. Mm -hmm. The problem is that if I continue using it, it will eventually deteriorate the other parts because mm. they were not designed to work together. Mm -hmm. But for a while, it 
What? And that is why people say, I went to this meeting, it has nothing to do with Christians, but you know what? We were told to say, to sounds speak. Like the Bible. It sounds like the Bible. Correct. Guys, if you don't understand that the treasures were taken from the house of God yes. to the house of his God, you will not know when you're being now... And remember, we mentioned this last week, I can yes. say this again, yeah. that you will not understand the power of new age. Exactly. Why is it called the new age? Yes. Because guys, it sounds like the Bible. Yeah. It's not. Because all you do, if you remove the treasure from the house of God to the house of your God, yes. the only thing you have done, yes. you have made sure as you move this treasure, you never moved with God. And, and look at this. Never moved thing. with yeah. God. What you need to understand, there's only two systems in the earth. Yes. No matter how the enemy appears. When we began Origins of Babylon, we said that there's something called the gateway to heaven, yes. Bethel. The gateway to, to heaven. heaven. But we also said that Babylon has a counterfeit called, or for it called Babel, which is the gateway to the gods. Mm. Plural. Yes. Meaning there will be many versions that try to masquerade as different dimensions, but they are the same thing. Mm. All right? Yes. Meaning, whether it comes as New Age, whether it comes as Buddhism, whether it comes as Enlightenment, whether it comes, it doesn't matter what it is. Yes. It is variations of trying to create a counterfeit of the original. Let me give you an example. For those of you who love research like some of us, you'll discover that many of the movements, even into quantum physics and the unseen realm, mm -hmm. there are discussions about the origin of everything being A, a Big Bang, Okay? B, being light, the source was light, mm -hmm. was sound. And now they are saying that the highest frequency of sound is light. Mm. Interesting. That if you are to push sound to its ultimate, you would get light. light. Now, in other words, what are they doing? They are going to creation and deleting God from it. Oh, yes. And then starting past God to try and create a reality. Now, once you remove God from that original part, you can write whatever direction you want mm. for the remaining reality. Remember, when you talk about Genesis yes. and the fall of man, yes. what do we really mean by the fall of man? There you go. Falling from the presence of God. That's it. He's no longer in the presence of God. Yes. The enemy came and all he wanted was one thing. Notice the enemy didn't kill the man. No. It was not his interest. No, no, no. He needs man. man but all he needs is remove him from the presence of disconnect God. Disconnect him. Disconnect him. And that's where everything works from. And once disconnected, yeah. now remember this man carried something from here. So even though he's disconnected, he will speak. He will act as though God is there. And the enemy said something in Genesis. That God does not want you to eat of this because you'll become like him. Yes. We've talked about that before. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah? And you see, this is the thing. This is where the patterns are. From the beginning, the enemy wants to disconnect you. What did Nebuchadnezzar do? Hmm. Disconnect. The chain, he That's did not it. kill them. No. Go, please, guys, let's get this very <laughs> clear. Nebuchadnezzar did not come to Jerusalem and wipe them out. Mm. Very important. Yes. He did not come and kill them. Very important. In fact, the enemy's way is never to kill you. Mm. The enemy's way is to get you so disillusioned that you end up killing yourself. Yes. Because if you look at Genesis and you look at other instances in the Bible, yes. when they are disconnected from God, of course, he wants you to be away from God. Yes. But at the end of it all, you, it's, uh, we actually talked yeah. about this, about self-destruction. Yes, that is the principle. When we say there is mammon yeah. and there is God, the Bible says they are both masters. Exactly. Meaning, 
When you talk of mammon, it needs you as a slave. God needs you as a son. So as a slave, you will self-destruct at the end of it all. Exactly. While God, at the end of it all, he gives you life. Let me say life. something here that may sound absolutely um, out of order with what we've known mm -hmm. to be scripture. Yeah. And yet this is the thing. Even though the enemy's intent is to kill, he has no power to do so. Hmm. I'll say that again. His intent is for your death. Yes. But God did not give him power to kill you. Mm, yes. We see that with Job. We see that everywhere. But what he does yes. is he sets you on the path of self-destruction. That's mm. the only way he can kill. So when the Bible says the enemy comes to steal and kill, he doesn't come to kill you. He comes he sets to you set on you path. on a path where you will die. God told Adam, because of what you have done, if you eat this, you will surely die. Yeah. But we always say something. When Adam ate, he didn't die on the spot. The he enemy, entered the path of destruction. The enemy did not poison them. The, <laughs> I don't know if you're getting this because <laughs> we want to we want to set, to set this foundation yes. before we talk about the treasure yes. of the power of words. That's what I'm talking about The power today. of words is a treasure. But yep. before you go there, yep. let's understand yes. that if the enemy replaces hmm. your words, it's not to kill you. Yes. He allows you to be and he says, listen, yeah. You will do it. Absolutely. I'm sure if given time... You'll end up. You'll end or, up or, or if I give you path. the right inventions yes. and the right things to do, yeah. if I hand to you the right things, the way you were designed was not to function with those things. Mm. So if you function with those things, the end is inevitable. Yeah. Okay? That's the principle. And I think maybe for men, and um, when I say men here, I talk about men and women, I think the problem is when you say, God said, if you eat of this, we shall surely die. We have eaten. Yes. We have not died. We will explain. We are still talking. We are still <laughs> eating. We are still working. Yes. Things seems like they are working. There the enemy is. says, listen, you're on a way to diminish it now. Exactly. You've taken another path mm -hmm. that will take you to a place of lesser life. Yes. In God's Which eyes. Which over the time yeah? will diminish and end up in, in death. death. Please understand that concept. That means, why does it take time to get there? God's mercy, so that there is time to reverse. Adam did die. He there started was... to die. Exactly. There's a difference. Yes. He started to die. All right? Yeah. So today, let's look at the treasure we want to look at. We are seeing one of the most powerful treasures, the power of words. Mm. Now, I want you to track with us carefully because we want to start at the beginning. We want to look at how this works. Why is it a treasure? Where did we lose it? And what can we do about mm. it? It's a journey. It's a journey. So, to have a proper understanding, let us start at the very beginning of things. Notice the time I used beginning of? Things. In other <laughs> words, if we don't understand that, we'll never understand words. Because words have one final destination, to become things. Mm. I will repeat myself. Okay. Words have one destination, to become things. things. Material. How do we know that? Okay. Let's start in Genesis 1 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. All right. <laughs> in the beginning, God created, created the heavens and the earth. And it's, listen, we've said this before, but we have to emphasize it until it lands. When scripture introduces us to God, it does not give us a description of who God is. It doesn't say in the beginning, God. Now, let's explain God. 
There's no description. Mm-mm. The only description we have is what God did. So instead, the very first verses of scripture shows us God's actions of creation. Mm. I will repeat. God's actions of creation. It's interesting. It does not start with God's action of salvation. Mm. Christians. Yeah. It does not begin with God's action of damnation. It doesn't start a description of man's destination being heaven or hell, which has become the centerpiece of our conversation. Mm. God appearing in our scene, in our understanding, appears as a creator of material things. Don't you think that is important? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right? And how does he create? Mm. By speaking. And that is where we said that the power of words is one Mm. of the most powerful because when we see God come and introduce himself to us, he introduces with acts. But these acts are done by speaking. So he's already telling us in the beginning that powerfully that your words are powerful. Mm -hmm. Use them carefully. Yes. In fact, if we're to paraphrase chapter 1, it is basically God said, Mm -hmm. God saw, it was good. Notice, God said, God saw, it was good. And let me just give a side note here. When did we decide that what God said that was good became bad? Mm. When did we come up with that idea? God said, God saw, it was good. And you to kind of let that run in your head as we continue because it's going to help us. So let's look at God said. And when, when we say God said, whatever God said mm-hmm. existed before. In his mind. Yes. So God is not sitting here and thinking, what can I come up with? Mm. Whatever God is saying, yes. he already had it in his mind. In his mind. I think it's important to say that. Mm-hmm. From our realm, it had never existed before. Yes. In God's realm, you mm. know, you cannot, okay, let me try bring it down to man. Okay. You cannot say something you have no form or picture of. Yes. I'll say that again. You are incapable of saying anything that you do not have a picture of, an idea of, or an explanation for. Hmm. So, listen. If you say, for example, let me give an example of what you're saying. Yes. If I say a monster with ten heads, yes. look at all the words I've used. They exist. I've seen them. So when I say a monster, I already know yes. what I mean. Only that the one now I want to give you or to describe has ten heads. It That's does not all. exist, isn't it? Yes. But the heads exist. So even Thank when I you. tell you a monster with ten heads, Very you already good. have pictures. Very good. It already exists. So yeah, so whatever God said from Genesis, you see, we read it as people who are residents of the earth. Yes. So when you say God created the heavens and the earth, we already know what the earth is. is. Okay. If for whatever reason we ever existed with God at the time he was saying it, we would have no clue what earth is. Mm. Or what heavens is. So please understand, when God is operating, he's saying, whatever he says, the Bible says, he saw. Okay. Now please understand where we started. You can't say what you have not imagined or thought. Yes. But when you say it, it means you're giving words to what you've already imagined or thought. So it Mm. is impossible unless you are special. (laughs) So God said, yes. meaning he has a picture inside of him. Yes. And we're going to use words that will help us understand Good. when we talk about a proceeding word. Yes. So God has a picture inside of him. Uh-huh. We cannot even fathom that what yes. that is. But God gives us in bits and pieces of what yes. we can be able to understand. Mm-hmm. So when God speaks, yes. that word gives shape 
to what is inside exactly. of him. Exactly. So when God says the earth, the mm. earth already existed inside of him. Yes. So when he says, let the earth bring forth, yes. God's words are the ones that are shaping uh-huh. what is inside of him. Uh-huh. So when we see the earth, you see the earth and you say, this earth was inside of God. Exactly. Now you understand when we keep telling you, you have to see a picture in God. He mm. has to give you access of what is inside of him. And he wants it brought into the earth. Mm -hmm. Now, when it is being brought to the earth, he gives you a word Mm -hmm. so that you can receive that word. Mm -hmm. And his intention is for this word to become reality in the earth. So look at that. Yeah. So God is speaking. Now, you need to again comprehend something. Mm -hmm. Well, what God is saying, and this is very important. Yes. He is creating as he is saying. Mm. He is not speculating. (laughs) Yes. He is not hinting he's not, he's not suggesting okay when god speaks mm. he creates listen carefully so god is not sitting there and murmuring or muttering mm. he is being specific mm. now we must understand when god said let there be earth we know what earth is it was not there god's language created even the elements that created the earth okay let me ask you a question here <laughs> you said something and yeah. some of today we are going slow When we say that God's word creates as he speaks, we are saying that God, as the word comes out, Mm -hmm. whatever he's saying forms. Absolutely. Why am I saying this? And I was going to ask you, proceeding word Uh is the word of God. Yes. Now give us just before we continue with God, God, so the proceeding word. Now, proceeding, work backwards. Mm -hmm. And you're pushing me way ahead. So I have to kind of give you guys an insight because she's causing me to start telling you things I was going to tell you later, but it's okay. okay. The principle is this. What is a proceeding word? Bible says that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, please understand, in our realm, when God gives us a proceeding word, he's not creating. I'll say that again. Mm-hmm. God created at the beginning and finished. Okay. We have no access to what he created. Mm. A proceeding word to us is God giving us insight to what he has already created. That's why it's called proceeding. Wow. It is here, it is now. Yes. When we speak it, we give form to mm. it in our realm now. That's why I asked you to say that. <laughs> because when we say that every time God spoke, we saw mm-hmm. that in Genesis, yes. he had something in his mind. Yes. When he spoke, as yes. the word comes out of his mouth, exactly. it forms. That's it. So, when we say God so, yes. what did God see? Exactly. He saw what was already inside Absolutely. of him. Absolutely. In fact, the term saw yes. is better explained this way. God inspected. Mm. He yes. now looked at, is this what I said? Yes. And when he inspected, it was exactly what he said. Another thing, when God is inspecting, yes. whatever he said yes. has become Material. It is now material. Meaning in the earth realm, you can touch. Yes. All right? Meaning if God now had spoken the earth, mm-hmm. it was in his mind. That's yes. what we call the unseen. Yes. In the mind of God, unseen. Yes. In a spiritual realm, in a place where you as man, your eyes cannot touch mm-hmm. or see. But God tells you, I want these things to come where your, your natural eyes can exactly. even t- see and your hand can touch. Yes. So when God speaks the earth, yes. when he's speaking these earth forms, what yes. we mean by in the seen realm is now that you can touch. Yes, you it can becomes touch. tangible. It becomes 
tangible. Exactly. Meaning the proceeding word was meant to be that. Yes. There is no proceeding word of God that he wants to remain in the unseen. Exactly. Meaning as he speaks, he wants to see. Uh-huh. The third thing, God said it was good. So, God imagines. Mm-hmm. God says, or rather creates with words mm-hmm. what he has imagined. Then God checks to see if it is exactly what he said. Meaning it was good. Good is a very interesting Hebrew word, tob or tobi. It means pleasant. It means mm. perfect. It means excellent. It means valuable. It means appropriate. It means right. It means fitting. It means beneficial. Listen, that's just half the list. Mm. It simply means whatever term you can use for good is found in whatever he created. Why am I insisting? Mm-hmm. It's because the proceeding word only creates good. Mm. The proceeding word, I love some of the words you've said. You yes. said perfect. Yes. You said it's beneficial. Exactly. It's valuable. Exactly. That is the proceeding word. When you look at what God, if God gives you a proceeding word, your earth, mm. your world should become pleasant, perfect, uh-huh. excellent, yes. valuable, beneficial. Exactly. All those things should be in yes. your world. If it is not, the word has a, then which word are you using? Mm. And Paul puts it this way. I pray that your eyes of understanding be opened. Mm-hmm. Where is Paul touching? Paul is saying I need to give you access to a realm. Yes. That you may know the will. Which will? The good, acceptable, and perfect, perfect will. Same concept that you may see the good mm. of the proceeding word. Meaning if we as TCC, yes. and any other person in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. wherever you are, when you look at your life, if you've been walking with the word of God, saying that I have heard something in God, mm-hmm. and I am speaking it and doing it, yes. when I look at my world, mm-hmm. it is good. Absolutely. Meaning, all you need to do is just look around yes. and say, my friend, this is not good, this is not good. If it was God inspecting, yes. you'd be saying, my friend, when I it comes not, to your family, yeah. it is not good. Let's put it this way. <laughs> he would say, I did not create that. Mm. So simple. I did not create that. So at this point is where we tell people, seller. <laughs> so now we are going back to inspect. Remember we said God saw, and the word there means to inspect. Yes. Now inspect your life. Yes. Let's go back and check is every area of our life. And not just sit there watching and just saying, wow, wow, that sounds nice. No, no, stop. Ask yourself when it comes to me as a person, am I good? What does that mean? When it comes to thinking, do I have a sound mind? Am I quick to understand? Do I interpret things quickly? Do I understand what is happening? Look at yourself and say, am I good? And may I give a a tutorial right there? Okay. Don't just ask. Hmm. Answer. Answer yourself. You know, it's very nice to say, Am I living the best life? Am I? That's rhetorical. Am I quick to understand? No, 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 no. Answer yourself. It's so easy to know. I don't. I I don't. And then Hmm. the question is, what am I going to do about, about making that change? I think when you finish our conversation and you hear <laughs> us asking, what have you heard and what are you going to do about it? This is what we mean. That what have you heard? I have heard that I need to inspect me. Then after that, I need to go now to the next level. Do I have a family? I need to check this family. And list the answer. <laughs> uh, yes. Answer yourself. Don't Is my just family ask. okay? Okay, can I say again? Yes. If you ask yourself, there's no one else who can answer. It's you who will answer. So answer. 
You know, Christians, we like asking ourselves questions. And we also like passing. But we don't answer. We, we like going through it and saying, listen, yes. today the message was powerful. No, we don't want powerful message. Today we want realities in our lives. Get look at power. you. If you are a family person, man, woman, look at your life and say, is my family okay? Good. Would you look at your family and say, if God came, he would say, listen, this is what I intended for a family. Yes. Is there laughter in your family? Very is good. there joy in your family? Is there increase hmm. in your family? Is there oneness? Is there where you can sit and say, I look forward to come home? There because there is joy in this family. There we love go. one another. Yes. If you don't have that right so, there and say, I need to work on this. May I also give side notes? Today there are many side notes. There are. Who has been given the proceeding word that you're living by? Because mm. mm. what you're seeing in your life. It's a proceeding word. Yeah. So we'll get to that too, but... Side note. Okay. Before I go on, I'm still having more questions. Let's go to our businesses. If I am employed yes. or I have a business, stop there and write down business or work. When I look at it, am I good? Do I go to work saying, listen, I know I'm here because God sent me here. When I look at the peace of mind I have, I can tell you, my friend, this is God who sent me here. When I look at, yes, I put in what I get out must be God. So, Otherwise, another side note. So... <laughs> Whatever you're seeing yes. was spoken. Hmm. Who did? Proceed in what? From who? Someone created that environment. Yes. Someone spoke into it. Someone established what you're living. Who did Guys, it? what are we saying? That God said, God saw, and it was good. Right. Therefore, our lives, if you're working with good, God, we need to start checking and say, if this is not good in this area, I then need to work said? with God. <laughs> I need to remove the word that I'm yes. living by because the word I'm living by has is the one that has what, produced what is fair. Thank here. you. Now, okay. we need to point out here yes. that God not only created the visible but also the invisible. Let me say that again. God not only created the visible but also because we think God created the visible from the invisible. No, no. Mm. When he was creating, he was creating the visible, he was also creating the invisible. The difference is, from his perspective, they are both visible. Mm. Please explain that. All right? Please explain so, that. So, where God sits, when God creates the invisible and the visible, there are two reasons. One, he can see everything created. And okay. we'll look at a scripture for that. Okay? But then, when he creates the visible, that is already established. We are supposed to operate there. But the invisible is for us to access and do more than what we've done so far. Mm. So when you talk about the invisible, to yes. him, he sees it is everything. visible. And that is where we need to be connected to him yes. so that he can give us access uh -huh. to that invisible realm. And that yes. is where we keep always saying yes. that see something yes. in the invisible, pull <laughs> it. Have you ever heard us use words, words like download? Mm -hmm. You've heard in our declaration yes. that there's what heaven wants downloaded mm. and installed in the earth. Yes. Simply meaning, there's, uh, heaven is looking for a people who will go into the invisible exactly. and rearrange things there that come and rearrange things mm. in the visible. Mm. That's all we are saying. Yes. Yeah? Now, there's a scripture I want us to look at, and then I will quote another one, which will help us. These scriptures, you've had them before, yes. but sometimes they're not so clear in our mm. mind until now. Yeah? The first one is Colossians 1.16. For by him all things were created that are in the heavens and that are, that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. So listen carefully. There's something called in the heavens and in the, in the earth. earth. There's something called the invisible and the visible. Please don't mistake the two realms. Mm -hmm. 
Alright? Meaning, heavens and earth within your zone and outside your zone. Visible and invisible. What you are capable of seeing. Now, let me talk about the invisible first. There are some things that are invisible to you until you reach them. Mm. Okay. So they are visible, but invisible. Okay. Meaning the galaxies were invisible to us until, until we had the right technology. Yes. Yet those ones, God created them as under the visible realm. So there are things in the visible realm that, you that are seen. still invisible to us. us. That's one level. All right. But there are things in the invisible realm that no amount of traveling mm. or movement can give you For access technology. to. He has to let you see. And he lists some things which may confuse our spiritual warfare. It says, for he has created what? Thrones, dominions, principalities and powers. I thought these were evil. It says... Especially principalities. Principalities and powers. <laughs> you know? And Paul says we war against principalities and powers. So the question is, why are we warring against that which was created by him and for him? Which means there are two sides to the same coin. There are sides where the principalities and powers are evil. And there are sides where the principalities and powers are subject. Mm. The question is, do you understand that dynamic? That is part of the invisible. Okay. That tells us even thrones are invisible. Mm. Mm. I'll say that again. Even thrones are invisible. Dominions are invisible. Meaning we are supposed to access them and establish them. Mm. Right? Now, you've heard a scripture told. No eye has seen. No ear has heard, neither has it entered the mind of man. So that is in the realm called invisible. Mm -hmm. What God has prepared, which means they already exist, exist. but they have not yet been seen. Okay. And they have not been seen in two realms. No eye has seen, physical realm. No ear has heard, physical. Neither has it entered the mind, invisible. Even in the invisible realm. There are people who haven't seen those things yet. Mm. Even in your imagination, they are not, not yet seen. there. Then it says, but he has revealed them to us by his spirit, which means mm -hmm. there's a dimension in there that the spirit allows you to see. Yes. All right? So he has revealed it to us. Why? Because he has prepared them, meaning they are intended to be where? Here. Yes. So why am I giving you this background? To tell you how much we've never touched. We have no clue. In fact, most of us as believers only know how to look into the principality realm of the darkness. Mm. The principality realm of, of devils. Principality levels of demons. We have no understanding of the principality levels of kingdom. Of accessing what no ear has heard, what no mind has conceived, what no eye has seen, yet it is prepared. And right here, you realize that there was more to God said than we know because yeah. when you talk about god mm. we always think of the things we have seen yes and the realm we have seen now you understand mm. wait a minute there are things in god yes. that has not come yet yet he's looking for a generation that's it that will say listen i have things in my mind mm. i want done in the earth yes i need a people who can say ah I now know. Exactly. I need to go up mm -hmm. and get something. Exactly. Remember when we talked about the patriarchs and we said that they saw a city. Mm -hmm. The city was in God, my friend. There you go. They did not see a city from where they were. They were in a city. Mm -hmm. They didn't see beyond another country, another mm -hmm. city. They saw into God. Yeah. And that's what God is saying. I'm looking for a people who can see mm -hmm. into me and see a city. And these people said, we are not resting because there's a city in God that needs to come into the earth. And these people will bring it. Yes. They will pull it into the earth. Mm -hmm. It is prepared for 
All right? So what does this tell you so far? Yes. It tells you that there are things. Well, so the time you asked earlier, like I said, you were jumping ahead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The preceding word is the ability to pull in the invisible to the visible. Hmm. Me, I think we better stop there for just a few minutes. <laughs> because if there's one thing we are strong in in TCC, is permanently asking you, what is your proceeding word? What is your instruction? Mm. What are you living by? Jesus said, you can't just live on bread alone. Mm. You can't live like a non-believer. You can't just live like somebody who does not know God, yes. living on food only, yeah. that tomorrow I'm working hard so that we can eat and live. No, there's another thing. There's another living that we need to believe in yes. as believers. Absolutely. And that is when you live by the proceeding word. So when we talk about the proceeding word in TCC, we are telling people, listen, the proceeding word is God giving you access into to something yes. that you can establish here. Mm -hmm. Why many of you struggle is that instead of going for the access mm -hmm. of what has not been seen, mm -hmm. believing it to be real oh. and bringing it into play, you're trying to look for how what has already been seen will line up with what we are saying. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about God is saying, you're looking around you and saying, okay, listen, How does God, it fit? this already works. Why don't you make this become what you're trying to say? Don't That's bring me a new, a new one. And you know why? Because when you talk about going into the invisible, to pull down what has not existed here or what is in the heart of God, listen, it needs you to be responsible, yep. disciplined, committed. I don't know which word to use for you to know. This is not for a, a, a believer who just sits back and says ah, things will happen. You know, you cannot access that realm until you uproot the realm you've been accessing. Mm. And that's a part of what we're doing today. Yes. We are uprooting an old model yes. that doesn't work, borrowed from Babylon, yes. and we are installing. That's why you've, if you've seen our motto as TCC, our theme, uproot, destroy. Don't just uproot. Yes. If you destroy. don't destroy, it will come back. Yes. It will grow again. Then plant, which mm -hmm. means there's a journey. It's a journey. And then build. That's the process. All right? And what are we using? Mm. The elements. And if you like the elements, you'll see what we'll talk about. This is what we're still talking about. Space, time, material, energy. And you see, when we say that um, we as, let, let me just say here, STCC, mm. okay? Wherever you are in the earth, we are talking about broken pieces. Yes. And we said something. Many of us were born in Jerusalem, that had nothing, no material, After everything had been taken. Okay? <laughs> then there's another one who was born in a place that everything was in broken pieces. Yes. So we don't even know how there's the original order. looked like. Now, do you realize it's only the word of God that can connect for you? When you talk about there God's you go. love, you can only hear it from God to understand his love. When you look at men and say, you know what, God loves me. Mm. And that's why he gives me a house. You're like, listen, you're defining God with the love of men. God's love goes beyond wow. being given something for you to be happy. Yes. What do I need? I need the peace in full to understand when God says he loves me. And I understand that. Then I'll be able to understand the scripture that says love covereth a multitude of sin. Of sin. Yes. What does that mean? Not in the, you can't understand yeah, that yeah, yeah. in the realm of You can't men. because right now when you heard that you thought it's about being a bad person. Mm. No, sin means missing God. Yes. It means love recovers you from everywhere you've missed him. So you can find the correct order. Okay. Totally different context. Yes. So we continue this journey. Why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. We want to source the power of the word and who is the source of that power so that in future you will even go back to a word you have received and you will now properly 
drain it of the power it had. Yes. So you can move to the next level. That's a powerful one. Yes. Going back to your proceeding one. And draining. And pulling out everything all the that God intended. It. Yes. Now listen. Let's look at some of the things created by his word at this point. And again, this is one of those side note moments just to shatter certain things so you can move forward. If God created heaven and earth, we have to ask the question, where was God situated before he created this? Good question. And uh, how do we know? Because we seem to have decided when he moved into heaven. Because prior to that, he created them. So where was he operating from? Where I'm sure in? there's somebody watching us today saying, listen, God lives in the heaven. That's where his throne is. And of course, the earth is his first yes. tool. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. It's in the Bible. Yes. But there are questions that you ask and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Yes. That's why I need to go to the heart of God to understand some things. Totally different. God created the heaven yes. and the earth. Where was yeah. his throne before that? There you go. That's <laughs> why one of the most powerful prophets that ever lived, Isaiah, yeah. says, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. We focus on King Uzziah dying. Yes. We miss what he saw. Hmm. And what did he see that is most important? Not all the things you think he saw. Mm -hmm. What is important is how he saw himself. Wow. He says, and I became a man of unclean lips. Wait, he's been prophesying accurately. Yes. For six chapters. Yes. Now he's a man of unclean lips, which means a man of little understanding. Mm. Every time we see God and we There's see There's a dimension I did not have. We see our deficiency. Yes. Now from that moment, the Isaiah that you now know in chapter yes. 9... The one talks about uh, to what a child is given, he's seeing another realm. Something and that is why it's important to always be on a journey. We always talk about being um, on a journey from where you are to where you ought to be. Yes. And that is Psalms 84 5, yes. where he talks about a blessed man who is always going from one point to the next point to the. Yeah. Why? Because every time you see God, mm. you see yourself exactly. and you see your lack yes. or your inabilities mm. or you see your limitedness yes. so that you can say wait a minute i thought i have reached yeah. you know there are times in, li in life we say i have reached you know that <laughs> statement of i have reached i have arrived yes. i don't have any further desire to go to pursue this now here's the problem <laughs> yeah we don't understand how the power of words which we're talking about today yes. can also be the trap of words mm. let me explain how it's a trap because your idea of house is where you live where your house is bigger than you. Mm, mm -hmm. You don't understand that God's house is where he expresses himself, not where he lives. Mm. Listen Powerful. to that statement carefully. Powerful. The house of God is the place where he expresses himself because of our limitedness. Mm -hmm. It is not where he lives. That's why we think God lives in heaven. We don't know that heaven expresses who God is. Yes. I'll say that again. Bible says... The heavens belong to, to God. God. They don't say God lives in heaven. Hmm. Belongs belong to God. Why? He created them. Hmm. He's the owner. They belong to him. Hmm. It also says that his throne is established in heaven. Throne is rulership. He says the entire heavens is his throne. Hmm. Just his throne. His throne is not a huge golden chair. Because we are again, we are perverting. We are looking at earthly kings and, and trying to place God in that window. Hmm. You see? So, when we talk of the visible and the invisible, the invisible is what, for us, we've said, is what we can see or what we'll ever eventually see. Okay. But the invisible, where God is concerned, is more than that. It is what he will allow us to see as time unfolds, as we make a new demand. Why? In truth, in the beginning, we were supposed to have seen everything. When we fell, our sight shifted. So, 
Talking about the power of words, yeah? Yes. And of course, talking about now we are coming from this place of mm-hmm. the fall and every time we are trying to see more and more in yes. God. And that's why we are always talking about you have to journey. Now, going back to where we've just come from, yeah? yeah. Where we are saying that before we finish this conversation, let's go back and say, yeah. what have we seen? Yes. What have we said? Mm-hmm. What have we laid as a foundation so that we understand more and more mm. the power of of words because okay. this will be a journey mm. the power of words is not something you come and tell you listen your words are powerful today go out and say after me go and say this go no no don't say anything so far don't say anything because if we lay the foundation and you understand by the time we get to the place of speaking yes then you'll have power so maybe you round up yeah. i mean like what have we just said what we're saying <laughs> is the origin we are learning about the origin of words god said god saw it was good what is important? Every time God says, he intends to see, and it must be good. So if I'm living by a word from God, it means God has already said. <laughs> okay? What is remaining? For it to be seen, and it must be what? Good. So God has spoken, given us a proceeding word, and when we have our proceeding word, we are simply saying that that word came from God, the same one who created the heavens and the earth. And his word, the minute it leaves you, it's supposed to shape your environment. It's supposed to form in the natural such that you can touch what it has formed. So every time we say we are walking with the word, we cannot keep talking about the word of God and it remains in the heavenlies. Mm-hmm. It remains in the unseen. Mm-hmm. Now it is time for us to wake up and say, listen, everything God said, he saw. Therefore, even in our lives, if he's already spoken to us, mm-hmm. given us a proceeding word, that word must be seen. And once it's seen, yes. it is good. Absolutely. That is it. Mm-hmm. So our life must be good. good. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like and follow us on our social media handles, the Cyrus community on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.